Beautiful, beautiful, Micah. How are you, man? I'm so glad you're back in. I'm so glad everyone's back. Happy New Year! Happy New Year. 2022. Ba-boom. Okay, That's, we're doing it, right? It's happening whether we want it or not, right? Let's do this. Let's have this year have a bunch of joy and a bunch of redemption and a bunch of everybody moving back together and God redeeming all this, you know, this chaos and craziness. Dan, E, you look handsome. You're feeling good? Why not? Okay, why not? And why not? We got a couple announcements for you. Today is January 2nd, 2022. For those listening on the podcast, you'll need your elements ready because we're having a communion service later on. Um, we're having communion in this service later on. On the 16th, weekend of Martin Luther King Jr. celebration. We're having Pastor Islas from Casa de la Fuero uh, preach again. You remember when I first showed up? We switched pulpits. He's going to do it again. They have a translator. It'll be awesome. I'm excited. Um, then on the 30th, we have a congregational meeting. I know I need to announce that like two weeks out, but I'm just doing extra credit. You know what I mean? It's 2022. It's time to do some extra credit. Oh, yeah. And then February the 6th. We'll have communion, but we'll also be celebrating Scout Sunday. What? Thanks to Judy M. and not Judy M., the other Judy. We love Judy M. if she listened on the podcast. Judy Redmond, yes. And Ellen Buchanan, who's our new like Boy Scout like liaison. Boy Scout troop that's been meeting here for 60 years. The year this church was planted they started meeting here. So they've been meeting here as long as we've been around as a local outpost of God's kingdom. And so they'll be a part of the service. They'll be wearing their scout little things and little badges and stuff. Anywho, I'm excited. Are you excited about Scout Sunday? Okay. That's Danny is. And then everybody else is like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Okay. Are you glad you're here? I'm glad I'm here, too, and I'm glad you're here. Let's stand up, and I'll give us a call to worship. It comes from Psalm 147. I'll be reading 14, and six, 14 through 16 out of the Passion Translation. God is the one who brings peace, shalom, to your borders, feeding you the most excellent affair. He sends out his orders throughout the world, His words run as swift messengers, bringing them to pass. He blankets the earth with glistening snow, painting the landscape with frost. Let's sing a song of worship. Rock of Ages, Cleft Thee.
There is one body and one spirit, just as we are called to the one hope of our calling. In baptism, Gwen Black was clothed with Christ and is now called back to serve on session by God through the voice of the church to enter into ministries of service and governance, announcing in word and deed the good news of Jesus the Christ. We're going to install Gwen Black. And I love this, right? Gwen, would you come on up? Marsha, would you come on up? Marsha Millar, clerk of session. Gwen Black, soon to be installed as elder of personnel. No. We are called into the church of Jesus Christ by baptism and marked as Christ's own by the Holy Spirit. This is our common calling to be disciples and servants of the Lord Jesus the Christ. Within the community of the church, some are called to particular services, such as deacons and elders, and some as ministers of the word and sacrament. Ordination is Christ's gift to the church, assuring that his ministry continues among us, providing for ministries or caring and compassion in the world ordering the governance of the church and preaching the word and administering the sacraments. Representing the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, the session of PCC installs to active service, Gwen Black as elder. Okay. Now, I get, you're not specially, like, she's already been ordained, and so we don't have to ask her the ordination questions, but I always like to. You know, just not a couple. I'm not going to ask them all. Just keep us here till four in the afternoon. Um, I'm going to ask you this. Do you turn to Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior, trusting in his grace and love? Please say, I do. Will you be Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word and showing his love? Please say, I will with God's help. And then we, we commit we commit to continue to be in her corner, and we do that by answering these questions, which are in the form of the Apostles' Creed. So please stand with me. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? in God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated, congregation. I have a couple installation questions that come from our Constitution. Do you trust in Jesus Christ, your Savior, acknowledge him, Lord of all, and head of the church, and through him believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? I do. 
Do you accept the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments to be the Holy Spirit, the unique authoritative witness to Jesus Christ and the church universal and God's word to you? Do you sincerely receive and adopt the essential tenets of the Reformed faith as expressed in the confessions of our church as authentic and reliable expositions of what Scripture leads us to believe and do? And will you be instructed and led by those confessions as you lead the people of God? Will you? Man, she knows her stuff, right? This isn't her first rodeo. I didn't even ask her to say, please say I do, and I will. You heard for the Spirit. I like that. Will you fulfill your office? Oh, I think I already did that. Nope. I, will you fulfill your office in obedience to Jesus the Christ under the authority of Scripture and be continually guided by our confessions? I will. I, will you be governed by our church's polity, and will you abide by his discipline? Will you be a friend among your colleagues in ministry, working with them subject to the ordering of God's word and spirit? Please say, I will. I will. Will you, in your own life, seek to follow the Lord, Jesus Christ, love your neighbors and work for the reconciliation of the world? Please say, I will. I will. Do you promise to further the peace, unity, and purity of the church? Please say, I do. Will you seek to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love? Please say, I will. I will. Hmm. I'm going to ask this congregation. Do we, the members of this church, accept Gwen Black as an elder chosen by God through the voice of this congregation to lead us in the way of Jesus the Christ Please say we do. Is that loud enough? Okay, yeah. Do we, and then you get a second chance, do we agree to encourage Gwen? To respect her? To follow their guidance as they follow Christ? Let me pray. Lord, join me in a word of prayer. God of grace, pour out your spirit on Gwen that she may be your faithful elder in this church. Give her prudence and sound judgment, wisdom and courage to order the life of the church in obedience to your word. Nourish her in the life of the Holy Spirit that we, that she may exercise the ministry of discipline with humility and compassion. Guide her in governance on this session in every court of the church that she may be servant, a servant leader following you, Lord Jesus, who came not to be served but to serve and to give his life to set others free. Give Gwen joy in her walk of faith and a sure sense of your abiding presence for her work ministry at this local outpost of your kingdom. And all God's people said, Gwen Black, you are now still an elder (laughs) in the church of Jesus Christ for this congregation. Be faithful and true to your ministry so that your whole life will bear witness to the crucified and risen Christ. And all God's people said, round of applause, Gwen Black. And now I'd love to call Carrie forward, and she'll call the, the, the students.
and the children forward. This time, I'd like to welcome all children and youth up. Good morning. Happy New Year. Sometimes when we meet a friend, we may say, obviously, hello, but somewhere along the line, what's new? It's only been a week since Christmas, so if I were to ask you, what's new, you would probably have a lot to tell me about. I'm sure you were excited about getting new things like games, toys, electronics. You've probably spent hours now playing with all these new toys and electronics that you've received for Christmas. Carter's nodding yes. So one thing I really enjoy, though, is a new beginning, and we are at the beginning of a new year. That's an exciting time. It's a chance to start over. It's a time to try to do things better than we did last year. So today we're going to talk about another new beginning. It's better than the beginning of a new year. It's the beginning of a new life, a new life in Jesus. In the Bible, we read about a man named John the Baptist. John went all around the countryside in Judea telling people about a new beginning they could have. He said to repent. And that means to ask God to forgive your sins, turn away from those sins, and try again. John baptized people who repented. He did it in the river of Jordan. And they were baptized to show the world that God had forgiven their sins. This was a new beginning for them. Even Jesus himself went to John the Baptist and was baptized by him. And today, we still baptize people. And that is what I call a new beginning. Pray, pray with me. Dear God, we thank you that Jesus, who was without sin, washes away our sins and gives us a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, I'd like to dismiss all children and youth to Sunday school. We come before God not as despised sinners, but as beloved children. With the confidence of children of God, let us humbly confess our sins. O Lord, O Lord our God, you call us to work for a world where all will be fed and have dignity. But we find ourselves distracted by our own desires. You call us to seek justice and peace, but we are satisfied with injustice and discord. You call us to bring liberty to the oppressed, but we do not insist on freedom for all. Forgive us, O Lord. Turn us to your will by the power of your Spirit, so that all may know your justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross that we might be dead to sin and alive to all that is good. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. And stand.
of your hands. Galaxies spin in a heavenly dance. Oh God, all that you are is so overwhelming. I hear the sound of your voice. All at once, a gentle and thundering. Of mercy, I'm over. 
feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. When I feel afraid, think I've lost my way. You're there right beside me. Nothing will I fear as long as you are near. right there. Thank you very much. Thy word is a lamp unto our feet. Amen? Amen. Tamu, glad you're here. I, we got to do a little housekeeping. I, I just, something hit me as that we were worshiping. Elsie, did we announce a congregational meeting for this Sunday in the bulletin last year? I just hold, would you answer that question? Did you announce it last week? I did. I verbally announced it, but it wasn't written, right? It doesn't have to be written? Okay. 2022, J-Dog is already making tons of mistakes. Praise the Lord. All right? We never elected Gwen as a congregation. We just installed her. So we're going to retroactively, after this church setting, stick around and say, hey, do you want Gwen to stick around? If, if you don't, you are signing yourself up. I'm going to ordain you on the spot. <laughs> okay? Anybody? <laughs> She's, anyway, that's, we got, sorry about that. Anybody, members, decently in order, kind of, uh, anyway, I make mistakes. Does everybody forgive me? Okay, good. But, but more importantly, I think this guy, Jesus the Christ, does. We're in a new series. We're kicking off the new year, 2022. We're starting with James. 
Anybody studied the book of James, the epistle of James, the letter of James or whatever? Excellent. Everybody kind of is familiar. I'm always a little leery of anybody that says James is my favorite book. (laughs) It's really intense. It's a cross between the Sermon on the Mount and Proverbs. And it was written by James, the stepbrother of Jesus, because... yeah, so this dude, he came to know that Jesus was Lord after Jesus died and rose again. And when he writes this, it's just, it's, it's a power punch. Um, I named the series, Jimmy Would Go. Um, there was, in the, in, ni- in the late 70s, there was a surfer, Eddie Akau. Um, any surfer, I just saw a couple surfers go, uh-huh. I know where he's going with this. He was a, he was a lifeguard slash surfer that was phenomenal. He was in Oahu, um, yeah, in the in the Waimea Bay. He was the first um, lifeguard surfer, and um, he was known. Yeah, have you ever seen Surfs Up? Big Z is based on him. You know, Big Z. Uh, Anyway, he's the character. He was just a legend. And they did it after he passed away, surfing a huge wave. Um, they did a Eddie competition. Like it was, a, it was in Waimea Bay uh, on, on Wahoo. And there was a surfer, and they were, they were about to start the competition, and everybody was going, Whoa, those waves look way too big. I'm not going out there. And um, surfer Mark Fu goes, Eddie would go. And so they did the competition, even though the the waves were um, way intense. And that that caught on, and it actually spread over to California. And all throughout the 80s and 90s, there were bumper stickers. I remember uh, Steve Brandreff, one of my high school leaders over at E.B. Free Fullerton, when I was going up in youth group, he had Eddie would go on his bumper. Uh, you know, Eddie would go, Eddie would go, and it was a, like a saying among surfers um, when you're kind of kind of scared, kind of, I don't know if th- I should do this, you'd go, Eddie would go. Same way Jimmy says go. Jimmy would go. This guy is on fire for Jesus Christ. And he, he has some really powerful truths that kind of slap you in the face. But they also light a fire under us, you know? And as we hit 2022, the question I think that permeates all throughout this is what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Why aren't we, like, anyway, let's get to the text. James chapter 1, starting in verse 19. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. For your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness. And welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, 
and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. This is the word of the Lord. Quick. Well, first, it surprises me. Often we, we skip over seeing James is so rough and tumbly and really in your face. He's also very similar to Paul in that he calls us what? Beloved. Once again, I bring that up. Reverend Curley, everybody says, he would always say that. Does anybody remember that? Okay, good. Because I think that's a quality that should permeate. You should walk in this place and know you're God's beloved. First and foremost. In this place, amongst these people, you, not just me, not just the people that sound good up here, you are beloved. And James has such practical, he doesn't mix it, he doesn't mince around, he doesn't beat around the bush, he just, he says it straight up. Hey, be quick to listen. If I ever get my demon, which it's in my thing to my I, when as I was taking on this job, I said I would love to get my demon eventually. But then this pandemic ends starts, and I want to do it on an African proverb I started hearing back when I was at Urbana in the nineties, I think no, it was early two thousands. Um, African pastor stood up there at the pulpit in front of thousands and thousands of these young missionary college kids and people from all over the place. And he said, my one word to the American church is you need bigger ears and smaller mouths. And that still, that stuck with me. I heard it again from another African missionary when I was serving up in San Marino. Um, and I want to do a study about that. I want to talk about, I want to learn what it says in the Old Testament. How, how, but James is just, he just says, Jimmy says, do it. Just shut your mouth for a second, okay? Be slow to speak. Be slow. This is, this is totally against what's going on right now. If you look at social media, everybody's like saying what they say, and they're trying to be louder than everybody else. And they're trying to push everybody down. And everybody's saying, I, on behalf of God through James, 
what we have to say doesn't really matter. Right? Right? Somebody should say amen or something, but everybody was like, it's kind of a slap in the face, but slow down. One of my first sermon series, Let's Be Still, comes into play. Slow down. Slow to speak. And then he says, quick. Oh, he says, quick to listen. That's the first thing. And then he says, slow to speak. Slow to become angry. Slow to express your anger. Why? Because you're not getting, we think that the louder we get, the more powerful we'll get. And the more, like, God will understand us. That's not the way to, to righteousness. That's not the way to God's righteousness. It's not by crushing one, everyone else's voices in the room and making your opinion the best and the biggest. It's actually being slow to speak and quick to listen and slow to anger. Then he says, rid yourselves. In the Greek right there, it says, take off. You know, Paul says, put on your armor of God. James right here is saying, take off. What is he saying to take off? Your power hungriness. Take off your right to be heard. Take off how important you think you are. And he says, take off your mischievous ways. Take off your trickery. If I say this, they'll say this. Stop playing the game. Take off this world's false everything. Take off the game. But listen to this. Welcome. Welcome what? In meekness. In meekness. I get a picture of somebody on their knees. I get a picture of me, actually, on my knees. In meekness. Welcome what? The word of God. James points this picture to Everybody in this room, anybody following after Jesus, shut your mouth. Let go of your power stuff. Get on your knees and listen for God's voice in this book. In meekness, welcome this. When's the last time you sat anywhere or kneeled, knelt anywhere some of you, this is a very difficult position to get into. <laughs> I'll confess, I'm, get, I'm getting there. I'm right behind you. So it doesn't necessarily, you don't have to kneel, you know, if, if it's going to, you know. Anywho, <laughs> just sit and put your hands out at some point today. Open up a Bible in front of you. And physically... Ask 
in meekness. Change me. And then he says this, get to it. What are you waiting for? Don't meet merely as just hearers of this. Go home and do this. Go home and put, like, actually, no. The guy said, oh, that guy was a, that was a really good sermon. <laughs> that guy's pretty good. He's really funny. I like when you say that because I'm, a, you know, kind of a people pleaser. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. <laughs> but I'd love it if you actually did some of this stuff. I'd actually love it if we did some of this stuff together. And then he circles back to how he started. Because look at, he says this. Um, actually, he does, it says a couple of things before that. But he says, be doers of the word, not just hearers. And he says, those people that are just hearers of the word and they don't do anything. They're like people that see themselves in a mirror and then forget who, who, what they look like. Now, in our day, we have tons of selfies. Everybody's taking selfies, so everybody knows what they look like, and so it's pretty hard to forget what you look like. But back then, it was kind of a rare deal. You find a mirror. It's, kind of, it's not everywhere. And you see yourself, and you forget it. What's he really saying? He's going back to the beloved, I think, to kick this off, this section of Scripture off. Remember who you are. That's going to be your engine to do these things. Who are you? I am God's beloved. It says it all over this scripture. He loved me so much he sent his one and only son for me. You. And then he ends with, true, true religion is this. What's true religion? Take care of the orphans and take care of the widows. Wipe it all away. If you want something to do, don't climb the corporate ladder. Take care of people in need. When we were studying this, I was at Cal State Northridge. And the, the same guy that brought me back to Jesus, and if, you, if you heard my testimony, it's, there's a guy named Tony that's real instrumental. God used him in huge ways. And we were studying this, and we, he read this. And he called around, and he couldn't find an orphanage, but he did find uh, an elderly care facility. And from that week on, every Friday, we would go in a van to an elderly care facility and sing Christmas carols. And one of the guys played the tuba. And so he played, for some reason, there was a tuba being lugged around. And Tony would say, it says in this book... Right here, we just read it. True religion is this. we got to care for orphans. I can't find an orphanage, but we need to care for the widows. We're going to this elderly care facility, and we're singing Christmas carols. We started in September. <laughs> Do you think they cared? Absolutely not. In fact, it actually, the more into dementia these folk were, the happier they were. 
because it was like a reverse kind of kingdom effect. We're singing Christmas carols. They think it's Christmas every Friday. It's awesome. Applications, and I've been saying them. Did you hear? Do you see how James's combination of the Sermon on the Mount and Proverbs? You can just take any one of these things and take it as a proverb and cling to it and just like have a mantra. You know, slow to speak, slow to become angry, quick to listen, slow to anger. Be not just hearers of the word, but doers. Beloved. You are God's beloved. Just throw a dart at this section. Pick whichever one of those God through Holy Spirit is calling you to focus on this week and take it with you to the table later in the service. Amen. year well in the black. Round of applause to God. Amen. God continues to take care of us through your stewardship and your fidelity. And I continue to praise God for how solidly you you guys give back and serve this place both with your lives, your time, and your resources. Let's don't get complacent. But let's continually praise God for all that he keeps taking care of us with, right? For those of you at home, uh, please mail your gifts to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. For those of us that are in the sanctuary right here, please leave your tithes and offerings in the offering plate as you leave. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received.
sinners, come find his mercy. Come to the table, he will satisfy. Drink of his goodness, find what you're looking for. For God so loved the world that he gave us, his one and only Son to save us. Whoever believes in him will live. Please stand and sing the doxology.
And on that note, doxa. I remember my Greek professor would he would he would say, "You don't have a test today if everybody says the right word right now." And everybody would go, "Doxa," and he says, "That's right. <laughs> Thanks, praise, logia, word." A word of thanks, a word of praise. And as we have that on our lips, we approach this table and we give thanks. And I think I'm going to do a little different. My prayer of thanksgiving with my eyes open. And what are you grateful for? And just say a couple things. Ready? Go. Family. Jesus. There's a lot to be grateful for. And not just a portion. Of that. This isn't just a little thing, right? God sent his one and only son that he might take our sins. Martin Luther called the great exchange. We come to this table with only our sins to offer. We hand him our sins. He hands us back a portion of his body and his blood and the grace that he came to give to each and every one of us. On the day he was looking towards the cross, he gathered with his 12 best friends, his disciples, his students, people who had been shadowing him the last three years. And they gathered for the Passover meal, but he said, this is a different thing. And not only am I inviting the Hebrew nation, the people of God, I'm inviting every person that acknowledges that they need this. And he said, this is not that unleavened bread that symbolized getting out of Egypt so fast we couldn't wait for it to rise. But this offer, this is my body broken for you. The way we take the bread is you unpeel the top one. And this is a family meal. And we're not only just us, but there's people all gathered around the world breaking bread. Brothers and sisters in Christ. Look to the person, look to your left head. If you've already put it in your mouth, that's fine too. Body of Christ broken for you. In the same way, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant shed in my blood for you, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink this, do it in remembrance of me. With this bread and this cup, we remember your word made flesh to dwell among us, full of grace and truth. We remember our new birth in his death and resurrection, and we look again to his coming. Jesus said, This is my body, my blood, shed for you. Take and drink. Pray with me. Loving and gracious God, from east and west and from north and south, 
you have gathered us at your table, called us your beloved, and fed us from your body. Transform us to be your body in the world and fortify us by your spirit so that we may serve you and our neighbors with great joy. Amen. And directly after the postlude, we will have a brief but amazing congregational meeting. So please stick around while we retroactively elect her as the elder of personnel. But for now, put your hands out in front of you and receive this as a benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, Oh.